It's a tale as old as time. He's handsome, debonair. She's pretty and sweet. They lock eyes across the room. Okay, hold on. Honey, you need to get your facts straight. Finding love today is more like... Are we supposed to get married? I'm going to just swipe I just want somebody to share my life. What does his text mean? Maybe he's just not that into me. Is Is this this relationship relationship going going anywhere? anywhere? You can keep waiting for the fairy tale, or you can get on board with the new rules of relationships. If you've read my advice in the LA Times, then you know this ain't your mama's love advice. This is Dates and Mates with Damona Hoffman. Hello, lovers. I have a bone to pick with y'all. Okay, it's not that deep. And I'm not here to scold you, but we do need to talk about dating pet peeves. What really grinds your gears on dates? For my guest today, it was when her date showed up in the wrong pants. (laughs) Devin Simone is a world-renowned matchmaker at Three Day Rule, one of the largest matchmaking companies out there. They've worked with me on matching celebrities. They have matched thousands of people and put them on tens of thousands of dates over the last decade. And Devin is here to tell us what really matters in making a love match. But first, we have dating news to cover. What's cooking good looking? The top foods to boost your sex drive this Thanksgiving week. And rapper and internet darling Lil Nas X tells us why you might not be ready for a real relationship. And later, Devin will join me for a special Dear Demona segment. We will answer your questions like, I gave him my heart and he gave me a yo. (laughs) Do you deserve better? And is it a deal breaker if he dresses too casually for a first date? Lovers, Thanksgiving is coming. Are you hungry for a dating dish? D's dating dish. Health Grades tells us the 10 foods that boost your sex drive. You know, you might want to be aware of which foods as you're going to be around your family for the holidays. Potentially, you should know what you are putting in your mouth that was not innuendo, what you're putting in your mouth that might be a turn on or a turn off. Okay, so first of all, Do you believe that there are aphrodisiac foods that boost sex drive? Well, there isn't a lot of scientific evidence that these foods exist, but there are many people who will tell you about how certain foods help them feel sexy again and increase their libido. I'm a big believer in, I was just telling my husband last night, the key to solving a lot of our health challenges is sleep, exercise, and food. What we put in our bodies absolutely makes a difference in how we feel So by that logic, I would think that these aphrodisiac foods can actually work. Now, I hate this first food. And you're going to tell me you're not a real Californian, which I'm not. I'm from Michigan. But people in California be loving their avocados. So avocados have, fun fact, been called testicle trees. I'm not making this up, y'all. Google it are rich in vitamin B6, which can ease the symptoms of premenstrual syndrome, which may help a woman be more interested in having sex. You've heard the second one, oysters. They contain zinc, which is linked to regulating testosterone levels in men and improving sperm production. Also, crab, lobster, and red meat have higher levels of zinc, as well as pine nuts and fortified breakfast cereals. So if you're planning a sleepover, make sure you get your fortified Wheaties in. (laughs) How about pistachios? Hmm? Did you know that a 2011 study found that men with erectile dysfunction who ate pistachios regularly for three weeks saw an improvement in their erectile dysfunction? Mm Mm-hmm. 
then pomegranate, which I'm actually having part of my Thanksgiving meal, will include pomegranate. And in ancient times, the pomegranate was a fertility symbol. Um, we actually use pomegranates also in some of our Jewish religious um, rituals. But other benefits, they can protect against type 2 diabetes and heart disease, including hypertension. And they may reduce the formation of plaque in your arteries. Here's the deal. When plaque builds up, blood flow is reduced and oxygen and nutrients can't circulate through your body. And I mean, you don't have to be a scientist to know how blood flow may impact sexual performance. Be careful with this last one. And we'll put the link in the show notes so you can read all of the foods that will boost your sex drive. Asparagus. It's high in vitamin B6, which may help women feel more in the mood for sex. It also has vitamin K, which protects against diabetes. Remember, erectile dysfunction. So you're going to have to weigh the pros and cons of asparagus. Of course, chocolate, almonds, spices. If you want to spice things up, there's a lot of other info and a lot of other tips if you want to get in the right mood for Thanksgiving week. Harper's Bazaar spilled all the tea from Lil Nas X when they wrote, when commenting on his breakup with dancer Yai Ariza, Lil Nas X said, relationships, it's a real responsibility. I've been wanting somebody for so long, but it's a real responsibility. And you have to give this person your time. And I like to go missing for like a week to focus, not talk to anyone and focus on myself. I'm more in love with what I'm doing than people. I appreciate all of the art and all of the activism and all of everything that Lil Nas X is bringing into the world. But if you were seeing yourself in what he said, like, I've been wanting somebody for so long, wanting somebody for so long, but then you see it as work and you see it as an imposition on your time and that you don't want to be accountable to somebody else because you want to just go missing and do what you do and be in love with that, then you got to accept the outcome of that. And look, no shade. Like, that's fine if you are in love with the work that you're doing or you're in love with the lifestyle that you lead where you can come and go as you please. If you're in love with all that, be in love with all that. Be about that. But I don't think you get to also say, I want to be in a relationship because wanting to be in a relationship is wanting to compromise. It is wanting to be accountable to someone else. It is wanting to bring somebody else into your world and into those moments. And sure, we all need our alone time. We all need balance. We all need autonomy, even inside of a relationship. But if you're really saying to yourself, I want a real relationship, you have to be at a place where you're willing to create the space in your life to bring that person in and to support them in the same way that you want to be supported to. So I'm looking forward to more music from Lil Nas X since Lil Nas X is continuing his love affair with what he's doing. But when you're ready to continue your love affair with people, you got to call me. Those of you who are still with me, I know many of you do want that real relationship. And Devin Simone from the exclusive matchmaking service, Three Day Rule, will be here to tell us how to find just that. Don't go anywhere. Hey, lovers, it's Thanksgiving week, and you know what that means. After Thanksgiving, it's Black Friday, and you knew 
I wasn't going to leave you hanging. I have a special deal for you. I'm giving you 50% off my 30-day dating playbook program. This is my super effective 30-day audio program. This will walk you step-by-step through the five dating loops that may be keeping you blocked in love. And this is the one time of the year that you can get it for 50% off. Look, you're doing all this shopping for other people on Black Friday. It's not fair. You deserve something too. Give yourself the gift of love by going to 30daydating.com to check out the 30-day dating playbook. Just from Black Friday through Cyber Monday at midnight, you can get 50% off using the offer code Black Friday. I am here with Devin Simone. She is a matchmaker and the new member strategist at 3-Day Rule. When she's not dishing out dating advice on the Wendy Williams show or coaching on the Real Housewives of New York City, she's searching her exclusive database for successful love matches. And now she's here to school us on which qualities she looks for in successful matches. Please help me give big smooches to my dear friend, Devin Simone. Hello. Hi. Oh, Oh, it's been so long. It's been so long since you've been on dates with me and we got to get up to speed on what you've been doing. Aside from being a celebrity on the Wendy Williams show and talking about who's dating who and what's what's up there. Aside from being an expert on the doctors and many other TV shows, aside from hosting (laughs) the aftermath, (laughs) you also are a matchmaker. Yes. And I get a lot of questions, Devin, about matchmaking. First of all, I've been hearing, I don't know if you're hearing the story too, but a lot of journalists actually have been contacting me saying, well, they're seeing a resurgence in matchmaking, an interest in matchmaking. And there used to be a stigma that they feel like is dissipating. Are you seeing this as well at Three Day Rule? And if so, why do you think this is happening right now? I am 100% seeing the trend of there being a resurgence in matchmaking, which is phenomenal. I think it's been such a a well-kept secret, to be honest. I think that's happening because as we moved into the new normal, right, and COVID and just kind of reevaluating a lot of things and how we traditionally meet people, people are starting to think outside the box, which is great that's great for your love life. You sort of want to think outside of the box. And so before you could go to bars and different places to meet people. Now you can't do that as much. So in conjunction with online dating, having someone else who maybe has a really large network um, and vast experience in getting to know people and connecting people, having them on your team is, you know, priceless. It is. And also at Three Day Rule, you have such a huge database. You have bases in so many different cities. I'm really curious, what is the process? Because I'll be honest, I tried. I tried matchmaking for about five seconds when I was initially stepping into my business full time. And I realized for me, it wasn't for me. Like, I really love dating coaching. I love teaching people how to date. It's a whole different process, finding dates and sourcing dates for people. I know you don't want to give away all the secrets, but can you give me like a couple secrets? What are you guys doing? You know, it's it it is it is its own special gift and talent, and it's a lot of work. You're right, and it really to be a good matchmaker, it requires someone who is both fearless, someone who is uh, perceptive and good at networking with people, and you're good at all those things. It just can be draining, right? Because the time it takes to just like keep adding and keep meeting and keep going and keep doing that's the part that's like a lot. 
um, and especially for any one person. You know, at Three Day Rule, we have a team of matchmakers, like you mentioned, in different cities, and, and they work together collaboratively to kind of help support that because for any one person, it's just a lot. Imagine talking to people all day, every day, and then doing it again all day, every day, and then doing it again all day, every day, all the time, and then going out to meet more people all day, every day. It's a lot, but it benefits our clients. That's what a lot of my listeners are going through, and they're like, but I've been on the apps, and I'm doing this. I'm going out and meeting people all day, every day. And I'm a little bit exhausted and it'd be really nice if somebody else could take the reins and do some of this for me. Right, right. And I think the benefit too is so, I always use the analogy that like, we all have blind spots, right? Like, you know, you're a date coach, like we've been friends in this for years. We both are, you know, dating experts, yet we both are intentional about our own work, right? Like as a partner or significant other, because everyone, and we talk too about our own like life experience and that sort of thing, because because we're human and like everyone has their own like areas of growth and blind spots and all that. And so the same with matchmaking. So even if you are doing the screening yourself, sometimes you might find that you fall into the same pattern of picking the same kind of people, even subconsciously, or what I call the pendulum swing. So you go for one type that didn't work and you go all the way to the other side and that type is not working either because you've swung too far. And the reason for that is, is because you're too close to it sometimes. So having a dating expert like Demona on your team is valuable because she can step back and say, okay, here's some things I see that you didn't even realize. Having a matchmaker on your team is valuable because they may see qualities in a person who in the long term is an excellent fit for you. But because you're so used to screening sort of it for the short term or based on your limited experience, then you miss how wonderful this person is. Like, I can't tell you how many clients we have who are engaged to and or married to someone who initially they would have swiped left on or, you know, within the first date, they would have been like, this isn't a good fit. I mean, even in the New York Times, I was reading an article not too long ago and it was this, it was from the woman's perspective and she was talking about how she met a guy in an app. They went to get a glass of wine. She said, you know, within a couple of minutes of having that glass of wine, she was like, this ain't it. Like, I already know I'm gonna finish this wine. Like, I'm not gonna see this guy again, this ain't it. So the waiter comes by, she asks for the check. Uh, and then a couple minutes later, the waiter comes by with two more glasses of wine. And the woman's looking kind of confused. And the waiter's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Actually, it was meant for, you know, this table over here. And then the waiter was like, well, do you want to keep them? Because I can't, like, put the, I can't serve this wine now because I've, like, brought it. I've opened it. I brought it to you guys. Do you want it? And so I guess the guy and the woman were kind of like, you know, sure, I guess. Like, you put this glass of nice wine here. I'm not going to say we'll no to free it. wine. I mean. Right, exactly. So she's like, what many of us would do. I'm not going to say no to that. So, like, fine. So then they start drinking the second glass of wine. And within that second glass of wine, they connect and everything changes. And she's telling this story in their New York Times wedding announcement. So just staying a little longer. But <laughs> as a whole, it just goes to show you that sometimes having a third party encouraging you, supporting you, or helping you see things that you may not see makes all the difference and can ultimately be life-changing. And that's what matchmaking is. Just because I know you as well, Devin, I seem to remember a little story about you making a quick determination about somebody <laughs> that yes. you may be in a relationship with now, perhaps. See, this is what happens, guys, when you do podcasts with your friends, because then they know like the the off the grid stuff. So Demona is right. Uh, yes, my boyfriend, my wonderful boyfriend, who I love and adore and appreciate so much. We went on a date a few years ago and we met on an app. 
I didn't like his pants. Now just hear me out, all right? I didn't like the pants because <laughs> there was a lot that I read into. He was wearing joggers, which happen to be very fashionable now. I'm actually wearing a pair as we speak. But at the time, he was wearing joggers to our date and he had them kind of pushed up. And I think I just took it to mean that like he wasn't putting in his best effort to be candid, which is obviously ridiculous now. But uh, I took it to mean he wasn't putting in his best effort, even though we had a lovely date, lovely time. We went for drinks, stayed for dinner. Afterwards, when he asked me on a second date, my response verbatim to him was, it was nice meeting you in your pants, with the pants emoji. And I go, I'm not sure the chemistry is there, but I'd love to be friends. And that wasn't me just like placating. He was wonderful and I wanted to actually be friends. And, and he was sort of like, oh, I don't feel the need to force a friendship, but I want you to know that I think you're incredible. Anyway, fast forward, three and a half years later, we run into each other online, actually on Clubhouse of all things. And I didn't realize who he was. He wasn't wearing the pants, so you couldn't he, see. I couldn't see the pants, right. I couldn't see the pants in the photo. So I uh, went to his Instagram to be nosy and it was private. So I friend requested him to be nosy because that's part of what a matchmaker does. You want to dig a little. And he started DMing me and, and he knew who I was, but I still didn't know who he was. And then halfway through our conversation in my mind, I was like, is this pants guy? I think this is pants guy. And he asked me out again. I said, yes. And he text messaged me the next day. It happened to be my birthday the next day. And sure enough, our old messages came up, including the one where I said, it was nice meeting you in your pants. And so we're happily together now though. I love him and Demona's right. Yes, see, blind spots, we all have them. And so having a third party sometimes can be really helpful to keep you out of your own way. Otherwise you might wait three and a half years like I did before you know, reconnecting or connecting with your person. Everything happens as it's supposed to be. I could reveal a lot about my own misconceptions, yes. but we don't have enough time for that because I'm, I'm here to talk like... to you, Devin. <laughs> I'm here to talk to you about how you do this for other people too. I want to hear what people think when they click the link, which by the way, there's going to be a link in the show notes as always, but when they click the link and are like, okay, I want to talk to matchmaker Devin about what I want, because I haven't been able to find it myself. What do you hear? Like, what are the patterns that people have in what they're thinking? And then how do you adjust that when you're matchmaking for them? Yeah, so the way that we have structured the process, and this is through years of kind of trial and error, is you get three must-haves and you get three deal breakers on that initial conversation with me. And the reason for that is, because not everybody's going to have everything on the list, right? And I know that you teach this as well, Dee. Like, not every... I don't have a thousand percent of the things for anyone else and no one's gonna have a thousand percent of the things for me. So it's important to really be clear on what's most important in the quality of that person. Like what are the absolute three things I wanna move towards? What are the three things that are my non-negotiables? Cause that's fair, you can have them. What I see sometimes is people, even when I'm like, okay, so tell me your top three must haves. They wanna slip in like seven things, you know? They'll be like, I want this and this and, th and this and this, and then this and this. And I'm like, that wasn't three. Like that was a much, and, and throughout the process, we expand it to have a much bigger list of preferences because they're just that. I'd prefer that they like to hike as much as I do. You know, I'd prefer that we both share the same taste in music or not. But is that a deal breaker on who could be the love of my life? No. Um, so, you know, the initial process is just getting clear on what is your like direction. And then in terms of patterns that I see, it's kind of what we spoke about a few minutes ago, which is either what I call repeating third grade. So it's going back to the same type of per whoever they've dated in the past, like kind of dating different variations of that, 
or the pendulum swing, which is, you know, I dated someone and he was a little older than me and he was really boring. So now I'm dating someone much younger than me and he's, you know, not mature or what have you, going back and forth like that. What makes someone a good candidate for you? Because I know you can't match make for everybody because it does take a lot of time and effort. How do you know if somebody's really ready to begin this process? Yeah, you know, I personally look for just a sense of emotional intelligence awareness and appreciation for partnership, meaning not just like, oh yeah, 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 I just want a partner, I just want the ring, I just want to get married, but like, no, I'm, you know, I'm really ready, my life's in a place that I'd, I'd like to share it with someone. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect, again, no one is, but just I'm at a place where I, I recognize the value of, you know, sharing my life with someone. Um, I think that's the biggest piece, and then some flexibility on the little things. Like if you come and you say, I only want to date someone who's seven foot, and seven foot one, that demonstrates to me a level of inflexibility that A, I can't promise you, yes, have I met some seven foot guys? Yes, but can I promise that you know all of your matches are gonna be that? Of course not. Whereas if someone says, hey, look, I do want someone who's maybe taller than me or who's maybe X level of you know whatever it is, um, but I'm flexible there, then that to me shows that you really are looking for the quality of the person um, and, and self-aware as well, because dating ain't Chipotle. You cannot go down the line and order what you want, and pay for it at the end. It does not come, it doesn't get delivered to your door. You don't live, you know, there's not a $2 delivery fee. Like you, it's, it's mutual reciprocity. Those chips may not want to go home with me, but that doesn't matter. Because if I'm picking up the chips, I'm picking up the chips. In this instance, the chips gotta also want to go home with you. So it, it needs to, you, you have to have a certain level of awareness around that as well. So wise and it's so, <laughs> Relatable. And so hungry. <laughs> yeah, so hungry. It's almost lunchtime here. Okay, so a lot of times I'll hear from, particularly my female listeners, that all of the successful men want to just date younger women. And I think this is also a belief around matchmaking, that men just come to you and they're like, let me just shell out some money and you bring me some fresh meat <laughs> from Chipotle. Right, for like... I'm so glad you bring that up because that is the biggest misperception on dating or, or matchmaking as a whole. Now, yes, are there companies that do that? Absolutely. Um, Three-day rule, what I love about them is that's not how we do things at all. And look, we have female clients, we have male clients, and we want you to be realistic. This is not the American girl store where you just go pick up a doll and then check out. I know these analogies are weird. Uh, I don't we're know where they we're going from. to the mall but, after this. But, <laughs> right, right, right. But it's no, there are wonderful. I've met so many wonderful self-aware men who sign up for this service, you know, and we've worked with all sorts of people, names that you would know, names that you wouldn't know. It's always confidential, but more people than you think utilize it. And it's not just a thing where these old men are looking for women half their age. We have wonderful couples and pairings where they're within a couple years of each other age-wise, maybe even the same age, varying levels of, of success and happy and thriving. And so we really cater to that. This is not that, it's not what has been thought of of some other matchmaking services or what's been shown of some other matchmaking services, which is I think something that makes three-day rule a little more unique. We all know the TV show you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, I didn't say names. I didn't point elbows. But we know. We know what you mean. But it's not like that. It's not. It's not like that. And I know of actually some matchmaking companies that won't even take on women. Yeah. Yeah. We are um, not that. And wh like, why Why would they not? Why would they not take on women? Why? Is Look, different? I'll, you know, I'll admit that sometimes matching women can be 
more complex in the sense that women typically and their desires are more complex. And I've said this, I know, I think you and I have had multiple conversations around this. In general, what I have found is that men ask themselves four things when they are looking for a partner for a woman. They're saying, am I attracted to her? Do I have fun with her? Do I respect her? Do we want the same things? Those are the, those are the four things. And when they're looking for like qualities, they just kind of want to go, is she happy on her own? Like they want, is she passionate about it? whether it's her job, whether it's a hobby, like can she, has she figured out the secret sauce to make herself happy independently? Without me. Yeah, without <laughs> me. That's what an emotionally intelligent man is looking for in general. He asks himself those four things. And then is she happy? Whereas women, a lot of times, you know, at the core, we want to feel safe, special, sexy. But then it's, you know, how tall is he? I've had women say, what school did he go to? How much money does he make? What level or position is he in? You know, I, I don't want I don't want him to have never been in a relationship, but I don't want him to have been in too many relationships. I want him to want kids, but I don't want him to want kids now. There's all of the, I want him to be super hot though, but he looks too hot. He looks like he goes to the gym too much. It takes sometimes more patience. It takes more self-awareness, I think, on like the woman's part. Because yes, you deserve to have all the things to create the chemistry and have a wonderful relationship. But again, it goes back to honing in on like what's, really important and narrowing down the things and not getting so caught. Like I I can't tell you the last time I had a guy who said, not that they don't exist, but they're much more rare than with women saying, I need her to have at least two Ivy League degrees or I need her to make a certain amount or I need like, whereas women, sometimes we just get it. I mean, you know, I've heard it consist a lot. And I think a lot of that is society, too. I've said before on the show, like, for a woman to get to that level, they feel like, oh, I've sacrificed so much. I've worked so hard. I don't want some deadbeat guy coming in here and taking my stuff. But if we can just step back from that and even just realize these are just societal rules and norms. And we also have a lot of LGBTQ listeners that are like, wait, these rules don't even apply to me. We do. We successfully work with LGBTQ as well. My colleague, Kara, who is over you know, that particular division because we wanted to be mindful in that space because we recognize there are differences there. She is phenomenal. We are fortunate to have some wonderful success stories as well come out of that. And so we are happy to you know, cater to you know, the needs of anyone who is single, who is looking for partnership, whatever that looks like, whether it be getting married, just long-term commitment, whatever that looks like for you. So dating is nuanced and there's so many different like layers to it, but it's so rewarding when you can get over the pants the person's wearing. I will tell you, it just, <laughs> it, you know, it's, it, it can be, it's life-changing. Having a partner that care, that you feel supported by, who cares about you is really life-changing. And while I understand as women, sometimes this idea of uh, wanting someone who makes more than you or not wanting a deadbeat. I totally get that. It's a totally valid desire. But I think there are other things to look at in the bigger picture, right? Which is just his ability pr to provide for himself, his desire to be a valuable asset and partnership, right? Like, um, how is he purpose-driven? Does he feel like he's found his purpose? And does he feel like he's moving towards that or in it? Because at that point, it doesn't matter if he's just starting his business or has been doing it 50 years, he's gonna be fulfilled and therefore be likely to be a better partner to you. Whereas if he can make a bunch of money, but if he's miserable on the job, if he doesn't value partnership, if he's just getting married because he thinks it's expected of him, he's not going to treat you the way that you deserve, you know? Um, so I think, again, zooming out and looking at the bigger picture and not getting so hung up on what it looks like on paper and what our friends might say, because I hear that a lot too. People's friends keep them single, unintentionally, but people's friends sometimes... Oh. I'm sure you've dealt with this too, where sometimes 
perfect example. I don't know if any of your listeners watch the show Insecure um, on HBO, but it's a very funny show, well-written. There is a scene a couple of weeks ago that's so funny. So one of the girls who's a good a good friend of the main character, Issa, named Molly, she's like dating again. And so she's on a dating app and she they're sitting at a bar, Molly and Issa, and Molly's like, oh, I have a date, you know, with this guy I matched with. And Issa's like, oh, show me a photo. So Molly pulls out her phone and shows Issa the photo. And Issa's like, oh, his daddy's cute. Show me him. And Molly's like, shows the same photos, like, no, this is him. And Issa looks at her and is like, his daddy's cute, show me him. The idea sort of being like, oh, that guy looks older than, yeah, you know, whatever. He's old. And, and it's kind of just like a bit in that particular episode. So we don't know, like, that guy doesn't pan out and all of that. But again, it's an example of kind of Molly obviously thought he was cute and was excited to talk to him or get to know him or saw some potential. But because her friend's reaction was, ew, who, her single friend, mind you, his reaction was, ew, that I'm sure had an effect on Molly's then perception of this guy and can affect their ability to like really connect. So that's just an example sometimes of friends keeping their friends single even when they mean well. So be mindful of that. That is so, wow. I'm having light bulbs, light bulbs going off of how many times that actually had happened to me. My type is like just very... <laughs> quirky like <laughs> it's all across the board like it's not mm-hmm. a, it's not a physical type it was not like a mm-hmm. a particular age it wasn't a particular mm-hmm. race or a particular look but often my friends would they say don't yuck somebody yeah. else's yum they would yuck my yum and yeah be like, you're dating that guy and I'm like yeah, yeah. but then you right. start to they plant right. that little seed of doubt and then you start to think why am I dating this guy and your yeah, matchmaker your matchmaker will, will never keep you honest you. about it because are is everyone good for you? Of course not. And are there things or flags or whatever you should be mindful of, including attraction? Like, of course. But, you know, are you playing into this idea, this perception of kind of perfection? Or again, are you trying to please everyone else rather than being authentic to yourself? And your matchmaker will help you, um, you know, stay true to that based on what you've expressed you're looking for. Uh, that's the mic drop. I right drop it. There. It's a fix to my shirt. But yes. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it would get a little colorful if you dropped your mic. But all right. Well, let's officially announce right now that DemonaHoffman.com, Demona Hoffman Dates and Mates, are now officially partnering with Three Day Rule. And so for any of my listeners who want to go on this journey with Devin and with three day rule. We have a special link that will get you in my queue of like, these are Demona's people treat them right. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're, but you'll get handed directly right. to me and I'll know that you came from Demona. You'll get directly handed to me. And so that means too, you know, if you are doing this in tandem with working with Demona, which I highly recommend, then, you know, you have sort of dual support in that way. Um, both, you know, from Demona and from me and, it's a consultation. So you don't have to, if you're curious about more, you don't have to be afraid. You're not committing to anything, but you're also not missing out because at least you'll know, you'll know what options are available to you. I'll, you know, ask you some questions to get a better sense of what you're looking for. So then you can really have a grasp on what your options are and make sure you're being, 
you know, the most proactive you can be in finding that partner that you deserve. So I'm so I've loved Demona forever, and we've been friends for a long time now. And I'm so excited to be. We've always wanted to find ways that we could really collaborate and support one another. We certainly do it, you know, sort of off screen, if you will, or off mic. And so I'm glad that we can officially do <laughs> it, you know, in this capacity because it really is. It's life changing. And when you have an excellent date coach who's teaching you all the things and all the ways to be the best dater and the best version of yourself. And then you have a matchmaker bringing you people. I mean, seriously, you're set up for success. I just ask that you seat Demona and I at the same table at your wedding. So when it gets to that point, you know, <laughs> let us, cause right. We're right? going to turn up and have music requests. <laughs> let us request at least, you know, a song or two. That's all I ask. Ooh. Oh, I want to know. You really don't. It's so inappropriate, but it's so funny. It. It's like literally the song. It's like the, all I'm going to say is it's, it says, we're doing this for the nine nines in the 2000s. If any of your listeners, if they know the song, they will know what I'm talking about because that's the intro to the song. There's also a very funny Prince Harry meme to him running to go dance to that song. He's not really running to dance to it, but they have dubbed it. Wait, I'm terrible. It's very funny. I'm terrible with music. Oh, I don't know great. what it's it is. Like, it's literally from like the year 1999. It's like definitely a, a rump shaking song, but it's hilarious. Please tell me. Nine since two thousand. Oh yeah, well mine will yeah, be yeah. rump shaker. Ah! That would <laughs> no, be good. That would be great. <laughs> okay, everybody, go Google it. Laugh at me. Do you? If you hurt, you'll be like, oh, you you'll know. know. Like the minute you hear, like the first you say, you'll be like, duh, I totally know. I'm sure I know it. I'm just like not good at coming up with like music off the top of my head. Okay, and then I ask you for it. All right, y'all, we want to get this party started. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to make another song reference. Just go to three day slash Damona Hoffman. If you're not sure how to spell it, go to the show notes. It'll be there for you. And Devin, thank you. This has been really mind blown a couple times. And I know that anyone that gets a chance to talk with you and have a consultation will also have their mind blown too. I love your advice, and I'm wondering if you can actually stick around for yes. another few minutes so we can answer some course, questions in the course. next segment. Happy to do it. If you're interested in finding out what a matchmaking program can look like for you and having Devin and her team deliver you all of these fantastic dates, go to 3dayrule.com slash Damona Hoffman. That's 3, T-H-R-E-E, day, D-A-Y, rule, R-U-L-E, dot com slash Damona Hoffman. If you don't know how to spell my name, check out the artwork for this show or go to the link in the show notes. This week, Devin and I answer, is the word yo indicative of an emotionally unavailable man? And sneakers on dates, deal breaker or no? We'll be right back. Welcome back. Hit me with your best shot, lovers. We got some great questions incoming this week. By the way, next week is a all Dear Demona episode. It's just me and you. It's just me and your love questions. So please, please don't be shy. Submit your questions. You can send them in to my Instagram. You can leave me a voice memo or just, just DM it to me at Demona Hoffman. Or you can give us a call or a text at 424-246-6255. All right, Devin, I have two great questions in my hot little hands. Are you ready? Happy to do it. Okay. Dear Demona. Demona, help me. This first question comes to us from an anonymous listener. She says, so recently, a guy I was seeing did not contact me for a whole day. And then I found out he has been emotionally connected to another woman. I finally walked away because I felt I deserve better. 
is this okay? Should I give a text as to why it ended? Everyone says I deserve better, and they believed he would be back. And sure enough, he called and sent a simple text saying, yo, what would you advise? If you can't see my face right now, throw the whole phone away. No, I'm kidding. Don't throw the phone away. You probably spent good money on that. But certainly you owe him nothing you, because he's given you nothing. And he certainly has given you a subpar level of respect. Like it's beneath what you deserve. So you owe him nothing. It sounds like in this instance, your friends are right. You do deserve better. And yo, that doesn't even, we, we have to stop counting that as like a message or any form of communication really. Like that's not, yo, like what, that's not even, that's no, no. So you don't owe him anything. No, that's like a hey. No. Yes. I so but here's the thing though that I just want to pull out of this. She said the guy she was seeing didn't contact her for a whole day. And I feel like also we need to clarify a little bit on communication cuz we can send ourselves into a whole um tizzy. <laughs> This is the clinical word into a tizzy over communication of like analyzing. He texted me. He didn't text me. Should I text him? I should. I was just watching the show Love Life. I'm way late to the party on HBO Max. And the same thing, like this woman played by Anna Kendrick got all wrapped up because like she had sex with this guy and then five days had passed and he didn't text. And then finally she texted him and then they ended up dating. And I'm just like, why are we why are we playing by old fashioned rules? Like. If you're if you're not sure what's going on, why are you waiting to text him? And then you don't owe him a text. It's like announcing a flight departure. I mean, like if he had been more thoughtful in his communication, then I'd say yes. Right. Like, yeah, be because he was thoughtful in his. Then you should be thoughtful in yours. But he wasn't. You giving him a text at this point is like, you know, when you see people on Instagram accounts and they're like, I'm unfollowing and people are like, bye. Like, you didn't need to tell people you were unfollowing the account. Just unfollow it. Like, you don't have to tell anybody. This is sort of the same thing. I do want to point out, too. I don't think unless you're in a full blown relationship and even then it depends on kind of what the parameters of your relationship are. I don't think not speaking for a whole day is the end of the world. And I think it's important to right, like have proper expectations around that if you guys aren't in a committed relationship or you've only been like yeah would it be great to hear from him in every day sure but I don't think that it is that's not cause for go you know leaving the person alone it's when she said she found out he was emotionally tied to someone else than that you know and that he yoed her right I don't like the yo certainly but I also wonder how much power we're giving away and how much expectation we have. It doesn't say how long they were seeing each other, but she didn't say my boyfriend. Right. <laughs> she said I was seeing this guy. So how much expectation we have of other people being committed to us? Because I see this a lot in the early phase of dating. People will be like, oh, this person didn't call me back. So it's over. Or, you know, they 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 are uh, they're seeing other people. And so it must not be they must not be so committed to me. And I think sometimes we're trying to push things forward too quickly. I feel like the expectation is you're dating multiple people until you're exclusive. And I don't even know if the fact that he had a connection with someone else, like what if he was going to choose you like next week? I don't know. I mean, his yo says everything. So obviously this isn't the one, but I'm just curious if next time, if, she kind of flips her thinking around that if she might be able to be more secure in herself right in, in the in the connection and have clear yeah and have clearer communication because kind of like you just said it seems like they weren't very clear about 
maybe what their intentions, are you exclusive at this point? Like, do you expect to speak every day? Like those kind of things and like, just talk about it. So then you can be on the same page. And then if someone doesn't follow through, you can really hold them accountable versus assuming that they, they are thinking the same thing you're thinking. And then when they don't act in that same way, you know, you're offended or hurt because they disappointed you. But they did so not even knowing what the bar was supposed to be necessarily. But again, yo is just below the bar and all. Like that's just a basic level of cosine everything, everything you just said. All right, you guys listen to Devin. Seriously, she knows what she's talking about. Okay, one more question for you. This one comes to us uh, from Gigi. It's a voice memo. Dear Demona, Demona, please help. I have a pet peeve. I'm going on a first date tonight. And if my man shows up in sneakers, I will fall to the floor. I can't stand men showing up in sneakers on the first date. I don't know what to do. Tonight, I'm going on a date. And I know I'm not going to say anything to him. We just show up and hope for the best. Devin, I think you're the perfect person to answer this based on your jogger's story. What's Gigi to do? Gigi... You know, as a woman who also had pet peeves around attire on a first date, I can tell you that uh, getting rid of that uh, perception has been life-changing in the best way. And uh, I got blessed and fortunate that he came back around or we just happened to be reconnected. But look, sneakers are in. Now, if they're dirty and if they're like the black, gross, orthopedic-looking kind, that's fair. I don't love those either. But... You know what? They can be ch- that can easily be changed. Most sneakers, I'm going to assume they're not the orthopedic kind, are actually kind of in. They're kind like some of them. Some of them are expensive. Some of them are nice. And sneakers can be. It's a look sometimes. Now, if he's wearing khakis and 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 New Balances, you know, um, maybe your second date is like a shopping date. I don't know. But if he's not, like sneakers aren't terrible. And at the end of the day, the sneak when you are in this position where God forbid we have another pandemic or a recession, or you get sick, or whatever else, the last thing on your mind is going to be his footwear. The thing that's gonna be on your mind is the character of the person, their ability to follow through. Heck, the sneakers could actually be a good test for your relationship because is he open to listening to your insight and input? My boyfriend on our second first date, so that was three and a half years later, we went on another first date, he actually bought new pants before that date because he remembered how much I had teased him about his pants on the first date um, three years prior to that. So he listens. Now he wears joggers. I love them. It's fine with sneakers, Gigi. Um, but the point being that if you're hung, so hung up on sneakers, we all have our pet peeves. I get it. But if you're so hung up on sneakers, like just do you care about sneakers that much that you're willing to stay single and possibly miss out on an amazing person? No one has ever gotten divorced over sneakers. I'm willing to put that out there. No one has ever got, they've gotten divorced on a lot of things. Sneakers is not one of them. No one has ever said in a moment of vulnerability or sickness or illness or whatever else, like, man, he's really like loving me, but it'd be better if his shoes look great. Like no one it just they don't and same with pants I know I'm saying that I'm saying the same thing to me four years ago I wish someone had said this to me four years ago honestly it would have saved a hell of a lot of heartbreak Demona knows what I'm talking about I <laughs> wish someone had said this to me four years ago but they didn't so I'm here now to tell you Gigi if he's a great guy there's a reason you swiped on him or matched with him or agreed to go out with him see it through forget the shoes you can change it the holidays are coming up you know maybe his shoes go missing and oops I bought you this pair that I like better 
And I'll tell you what, the part about my misconceptions, <laughs> my listeners, a lot of my listeners know this. My husband was dressed so great on our first three dates, and then his style fell off a cliff. <laughs> Dress shoes or whatever you're expecting in lieu of sneakers, they may be misleading. And and you know, you know, after a while, like the joggers are back. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're going to come they're back. Definitely. Wait, I just want to know, what was your reaction on date four, Demona? Oh, I actually said something to him. Like, finally, like date five or six, I was like, I, I'm confused. <laughs> Because your style was really great the first date, and then it's just kind of gone down in, yeah, um, in he just it just it shifted. <laughs> and what did he say back? What was he his said, response? This is real sweet, and this will tell tell everybody a lot. He was broke when I met him. He was like, I don't have a lot of money, and so I saved up and went to Banana Republic. And I just pointed to the mannequin and was like, get me that. So he was like, I only have like three good outfits. And I was like, here's the, here's the benefit of having a woman in your life. You don't have three outfits. You actually have nine. You got to mix and match. And all these pieces fit together in different ways. And then eventually I took him shopping and we changed his whole look. And now he's a great dresser and he <laughs> knows better than to just like point at the mannequin and be like, give me that. <laughs> But it was an evolution. What it said about his character, actually, was that he knew what to make the investment in. When he didn't have a lot of money, he knew what to to make the investment in. And he knew that ultimately that money was not the most important thing. And the connection was more important. And that's the kind of guy that I was looking for. Exactly. Exactly. Gigi, listen to Demo exactly right there. So either way, what he's wearing isn't an indicator into the quality of the person he is, right? You got to, like, it's not a screener for that. You've got to get to know and see what is the, you know, the character of the person overall. What is behind the sneakers? And I don't mean the, the socks. And I'm just going to leave you with one question, Gigi. What do sneakers represent to you? Because there's something else under this. You've attached meaning to the sneakers, that the sneakers do not necessarily have. And when you unpack the real meaning of that, that is the thing that you need to be screening for, not the sneakers. So we'll leave you there. <laughs> that is brilliant, Demona. I was talking to myself in the back of a cab the other day, and you, as we do, and it was, maybe it was like my little Demona in my ear because I was thinking back to pants uh, scenario. and. And you're right, I realized, while at the time, and for years, it was just like, I really didn't like the pants, the meaning I had attached to him wearing those pants and having them rolled up was he didn't care or put a lot of effort into this date. And since I had come out of a relationship where I felt unappreciated, I saw that, right, like his level of dress, even though he was perfectly nice, and to be fair, he wore the joggers because he spilled coffee on his pants at work earlier the day, and he didn't have time to go home and get more. Very important detail, because he wanted to be on time to make a good impression on you, right? Exactly. So he didn't have time to go get more pants, so he had these joggers in his office. But I took the meaning I had attributed to those pants was, this guy couldn't really care less, you know, like, even though that wasn't true because we went to a nice enough place and we had a nice time and he followed up the next day, but that was the meaning I attributed to the pants. Took me four years to figure that out, but that's what it was. And it was not accurate. So that was a powerful question.
I want to know. I want to know the answer. Gigi, let us know. What do sneakers, decode sneakers for us and for yourself? You see how this works? Great dating coaching plus matchmaking. Two great minds. And an enti- you guys have an entire team. Like even after somebody consults with you, they would get a whole system. She'll tell you all about it. Just check it out at 3dayrule.com slash Damona Hoffman. Thank you so much for being here, Devin. You're the greatest. Of course. Always a pleasure. You know I love and adore you. I hope you enjoyed episode 388 of Dates and Mates. I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend with benefits. Not those kind. Get your mind out of the gutter and get your mind into my Patreon Friends with Benefits group. It is where I give all of my juiciest advice. We do a behind-the-scenes live stream every single week where we talk about the week's episode and I answer your questions live. We also have a Facebook group where you can share your thoughts, your profile, get feedback from other invested daters. You can also get access to the library of past episodes that are no longer available on the show. You know, I've been doing the show for nine years. There's so much more content that might be just what you need to hear to unlock your love life. You can check it all out at patreon.com slash dates and mates. I hope to hear from you also for next week's Dear Demona. Give me a call, 424-246-6255. Leave it on my 24-7 voicemail, or you can send me a DM at Damona Hoffman. And no question is too big or too small for this episode. In addition to tackling the Dear Demona questions next week, I will also do an in-depth analysis of Matches Singles in America study. They do the study every year, tells us where people are at and where we are headed for 2022 in dating. I can't believe we're almost there. Oh my gosh, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you have a wonderful holiday. And until next week, I wish you happy dating.